David. Connor. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And good morning to all you listeners at home. It's yet another episode of the podcast that we entitle David. What's that smell you thinking again? That's right. That's right. Today is a special episode for a lot of reasons. Uh, but I think the first and foremost one is for once, I'm not in Illinois anymore. You know, yeah. that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I've relocated. Uh, so now I'm in Indiana uh, for college. So that's exciting. Um, so now no longer can we say like, how's the weather, you know, in, in Illinois right. to say how the, how's the weather in Indiana. Um, right. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, David, how you doing? I'm doing all right, Connor. How you doing? How's the weather in Indiana? Uh, it's been really humid and really hot. Um, I got pretty burnt up yesterday, which is not fun. Uh, so <laughs> I may I may space out for a little while in terms of just generally being burnt, but it should be all right. Uh, how's the weather in Wisconsin, man? Oh, uh, it's it's fun. You know, it's a sunny Sunday morning. Let's hope it stays that way. Yeah, right. I hope it doesn't get too hot. Uh, you're a little more north than me, so it probably won't be super hot, but it's exciting, though. Um, or at least as hot as it's been over here. Uh, anyways, um, so this week, we are thinking to ourselves, actually, you know, two weeks ago, actually, because now we're doing the two-week schedule, which is gonna, or every two-week schedule, which is going to be kind of getting some, you know, take some getting used to. Um, but we're thinking, like, as summer's kind of winding down to a close right now, we thought it made a lot of sense to dive into some, dive into, like, quintessential summer films you know like films that kind of give you the vibe that you know summer's going on like it's exciting it's kind of you know it's there's something interesting to look forward to you got that nice weather you got like the fun times you know it's exciting so we're thinking of diving and kind of talking about some of that and what movies in our opinion kind of give us that vibe or shows i guess we have some shows to talk about i don't but you never know uh so david are you ready to dive in i'm ready Connor. you ready i am pretty ready so, David, let me ask you real quick. Um, what do you think goes into a perfect summer movie in your eyes? Like, what, what makes it a summer movie, you know? Like, what, give, what makes you give it, what movies, you know, or why do they give you this vibe of, like, summer, you know? Like, what has to go into it? Right. So, when you're talking about summer movies, I think we should be more, like, specific about what we mean. So, like, yeah, when we talk about summer movies, we mean, like, movies that encapsulate summer and uh, take place, you know, preferably take place during summer, right? They don't necessarily have to. They don't but have to. at the same to, time, but... like, you gotta, you know, the, the vibe, you know? Right, like... right. Give you that summer vibe. So, um, when it comes to, you know, summertime movies, um, they have to have kind of that youthful um, free-spirited um, kind of vibe. You know, like, when you think about um, summer, right? Like, preferably, when I, when I say that, I mean, preferably, like, um, like while you're still in school, you know, like... Yeah, that also, that's, like, the most definitive summer thing. But, right, right. Yeah. You, you're not quite, like, you know, working a full-time job yet. I mean, you might be working, like, a part-time job, um, but, like, you know, part-time job, you know, hanging out with your friends during the summer. Right. Pool parties, you know. Uh, pool parties, parties right, going to the pool, stuff like that, you know. It's it's these summertime flicks that really just encapsulate, like, you know, what it means to have uh, an American summer, right? A wet, hot American summer? Exactly, exactly, right. 
and and I, and I think there are a lot of movies that do that, and they're a lot of fun, and I think they just they're they're a reminder of you know the good times uh, that we all share. Kind of, what do you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think like a big part of what makes you know the vibe of summer movie, at least in my opinion, is kind of this idea that like you know anything's possible. You know, like the summer is always kind of at least in film anyway, kind of represented like you know, there's infinite possibilities, you know, things can happen. It's exciting. It's new. It's fun. And like, you know, it's, it's this, it's this infectious feeling of like, you know, true, like it, like indiscernible or not indiscernible, like completely uh, universal, I guess, kind of, you know, excitement. Like everybody knows the summer and everybody's had a summer that's been exciting and defined their childhood or even defines either their adulthood. You know, summer still do exist when you're an adult. So, like, I think that's kind of, like, the vibe that's represent. Like, something interesting, something unique, you know, something, like, that you couldn't get any other time of year. It's, it's exciting, you know? It's like a party. Um, that being said, there's definitely, definitely, it's different for everybody, right? Because everybody has different opinions of what summer should be. To one person, you know, summer should be, you know, pool parties with all the cool kids, you know, right, you know, sliding off roofs into pools and, you know, right. you know bangers and stuff. While uh, a lot of people think it low key, you know, like spending some time with some friends in a pool, just kind of vibing and from gaming all night, that kind of thing. Like there's laid back approaches. So there's definitely a lot of different movies that can encapsulate that. A lot of them don't even necessarily need to take place during summer. That being said, like it has to remind you personally of that experience. And whether you know it or not, a lot of people have those movies like there'll be movies you watch every summer because you got the spare time and those kind of become the summer movies for you, even if they don't really encapsulate that. So I think there's a lot of different uh, factors that can go into it. And it's always really interesting seeing what people say are theirs, you know, and like it really like, you know, it, it's, it's just a very universal kind of feeling that everyone can feel, you know? Right. So that's kind of cool. Um, so then I guess I should pose a question to you, David, since you didn't talk about it as much. Uh, do you think, uh, what, do you think it necessarily needs to take place during summer? Do you think that makes it a more summery movie in your eyes? Like completely objectively here, or not objectively, subjectively here, in your opinion? I mean, yeah, obviously I think like if you're, if you're watching a summer movie, um, I think, you know, the movie taking place during summer, sure, like it helps a lot. Um, but it's not it's not necessary. I think there are um, a lot of good, you know, summertime movies that don't, you know, take place during summer. Um, I think you could honestly have a movie that takes place during, like, spring break or mm-hmm. even during the school year, I think, um, that could encapsulate kind of that um, summer vibe to it. Because just because, you know, a movie has summer vibe doesn't mean that it has to take place during uh summertime right uh know what i'm saying yeah absolutely yeah it definitely depends yeah it definitely is just the vibe it gives off yeah it's it's the vibe of the movie itself that's really making it what it is right right and you know that's a very you know universal thing of any kind of movie you know like the vibe of the movie is definitely how you're going to interpret it so that, that poses a question for me Okay, go for it. So, like, what would you say about about Christmas movies, right? Because, 
Does does a Christmas movie have to take place during Christmas to be a Christmas movie? <laughs> yeah, I suppose I feel like we did touch upon this at some point, but um, it it does definitely like connect to the same kind of mentality. Like with with Christmas movies, like you watch them every Christmas because they remind you of the memories you have of Christmas. You know, because everyone's had you know a Christmas memory that really sticks out to them. You know. Everyone has memories of past Christmases, or at least a lot of people do. Like, not everybody celebrates Christmas, but you know, like a lot of people have these memories that stick out to them and really remind them of the season. And so, movies can oftentimes cap- uh, capture that just by being about Christmas time. That being said, there are a lot of movies that just takes place during winter that can also kind of vibe with that same idea, because in the end like we mentioned with summer, it ultimately just comes down to like what it reminds you of, you know, like what, what exactly uh, is put into your mind when you see, like when you see the film, like it doesn't remind you of Christmas memories Does it remind you of, you know, winter with your winter break with all your friends and same flies with summer movies. If you watch the movie and it reminds you of, you know, those times you spent gaming all the time, like all night or when you went to the beach and, you know, we're vibing with friends and stuff. It's exactly, it's just kind of what memories it conjures up. I think with uh, Christmas movies, Christmas movies, it does kind of touch the same idea of like, you know, does the, uh, yeah, like, um, does the movie remind you of Christmas time as a whole? Like, is there something in it that conjures up those memories? Feel, you feel that sense of nostalgia, even if it's not necessarily about Christmas. Um, yeah, this is my thought on it what do you think yeah uh, yeah i definitely think that that could be the case um i know it's just like it reminds me of the debate that we had a while ago about like like is die hard really a christmas movie like it right. takes place during christmas time but like when i watch it it really doesn't really like remind me of christmas at all you know yes it takes place but like i don't know i get more of like an action movie rather than like a christmas yeah. movie it is an action movie, but if you watch it every Christmas, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. I mean, sure. You like, can, yeah, but you can yeah. say about anything. You can say that exactly. About, I guess a big. All right, go ahead. So you can make that about anything. You can make like Avengers a Christmas movie if you watch that every Christmas. I don't know. Right. I mean, that's that's definitely true. Like, if a movie screams that season for you, then it could be in your eyes. That being said, I think if you're talking about like the true universal kind of Christmas movie, it takes place during Christmas and with summer movies, it would take place during summer. Uh, that being right. said, like, again, it's completely subjective and a lot of different factors can also come into play. Uh, one that's kind of touching me on top of my, or touching me right now uh, is the movie Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, right? That movie takes place during winter and there's Christmas decorations, but it doesn't really encapsulate Christmas. That being right. said, there's certain there's definitely imagery in that movie that is reminiscent of a Christmas vibe. So I could see it. Um, the same goes with uh, the same goes with Gremlins, where there is Christmas imagery, but it's not necessarily you know about Christmas. Though they were a Christmas present, so that one I guess is a little more on the nose. That being said, I think it really comes down to just like what the film like what the film's kind of embodying like does it embody a christmas value or at least does it embody something that feels like winter or christmas and with summer where does the movie embody an idea that represents what summer represents you know 
Um, and I, I feel like there's, it's not quite as strong with spring and fall because I think with spring and fall, those seasons don't necessarily have a, I would, I would say like a, um, maybe a, a legacy, I suppose. A legacy. Because with summer and Christmas, there's so many stories of those because, I guess Christmas slash winter, because so much happens during those months. Like with summer, you've got 4th of July, summer break. You've got like all the barbecues that happen during that time. You've got beaches, all that good stuff. Uh, winter, you get Christmas break, you get Christmas, you get New Year's, you get like winter break. So a lot of those things, you get the opportunity to share those. There aren't really a lot of breaks during spring and fall. So a lot, and most of that is just solely work. And then even more so, it's there's not a lot of distinctive holidays that embody that month except for Halloween. And Halloween is just you watch horror movies like that. <laughs> that one I, I feel is I, we touched upon it before, uh, but when we did a Halloween episode, I feel like that doesn't represent fall to me more as it represents Halloween, right? Like Christmas kind of represents winter, but I would say Halloween does not represent fall, you know? Right. You it's, get what I'm it's getting? It's, yeah. yeah, it's part of fall. I think like with summer and winter, there's definitely a distinct vibe and a distinct kind of world to it um and i think that's what applies here at least in my opinion what do you right think? right now connor i want to ask you what what are some examples of some summer oh naturally yeah because uh we've been talking about them all well and good but we've not seen a lot of examples right. so it's kind of this nitty-gritty right i get you um one that sticks out to me one that i really like um and I, one that i have not talked about as much because there's plenty that we'll, i've talked about a lot here uh, but one I'm going to point to first is uh, Stand By Me. Uh, Stand By Me is, it takes place during the summer, so we got that that box checked off. It's about these kids who learn that, that uh, this kid, there's a, another kid who dies in the woods. They think his body might still be out there. So they think they'll become rich and famous if they go and find the body and, you know, bring it to authorities. And, you know, everybody's like, you know, it's, it's a very kid idea, you know? It's the idea that, like, they can find something really cool and then get all the fame and awesomeness for it. Uh, and so these kids just kind of go off on this adventure, walk, walk through the woods trying to find this body. And it's it definitely embodies summer for me because it's, first of all, it does take place during summer. Easy. That's an easy knockoff. Um, but it's about like what a lot of kids definitely wanted to do, which is go out, be themselves, adventure, you know, live, that kind of thing. And I think uh, this movie it does a phenomenal job, at, with, with, especially with character, where you have like a lot of very distinctive characters, really well written, and with a lot of really touching moments in it. But even so, like embodying this idea of summer is all throughout it because like they they kind of kind of spend the time doing what kids did, like just kind of messing with each other, you know, doing things that are not really well thought out, and then you know dealing with the consequences of it, like just generally, you know living and embracing that kind of summer vibe uh it's definitely like a little more on the thoughtful side like it's it is more it's for more people than just kids enjoying summer but like as a movie it does kind of feel like it represents uh a lot of what makes summer so distinctive and it definitely can connect with people who had those adventures you know going out you know going out to uh in the woods and just kind of exploring, you know, finding the train tracks and just kind of walking across them for a while, that kind of thing. 
Um, so I would say that's definitely a summer movie for me. Uh, plus, it's really good. Um, so what do you think, Dave? What's, what's a summer movie in your eyes? Well, I think we have to address the elephant in the room comment. <laughs> because it just came out? No, 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 no. I don't think he's thinking about what I'm thinking about. Oh, okay. Different movie. Sorry, no. It's Goofy on. movie. Oh, that was not what I was thinking. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Goofy movie. I think that is an excellent uh, example of a summer movie. And I think Con- Yeah, it does take place during the summer, so you're right. It takes place during the summer. Not only that, but like... Connor and I have tradition of, you know, watching that movie during the summer. I mean, you watch it all year round, but like... Yeah, summer is definitely a first time to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Um, We have a nostalgic connection to watch this movie during the summer, you know. Um, But besides that, yeah, like Connor mentioned, it takes place during the summer. Um, I I think it, you know, represents kind of like summery vibe, you know. It's, it's, It's Max wanting to... Um, you know, hang out with his friends and, um, you know, spend time away from his dad, you know, his annoying dad and, um, you know, live up his his summer. But um, he ends up, you know, having to spend, you know, a good chunk of his summer uh, traveling uh, with his dad instead of, you know, uh, watching Powerline concert with his friend, yeah, getting getting the girl, you know, like getting the girl and stuff like that. Well, that that's all been thrown out the window, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that represents summer really nicely, you know, because um, typically when people think about summer, they think about um, you know doing all those things like Max wanted to do, um, but you know sometimes your plans just don't go quite as planned. You know, you end up doing something that you thought that might suck or might be a waste of your summer, but it turns out that, Hey, you know, I actually kind of enjoyed this. Right. Um, you can think of it as like, um, as a kid, you know, going away to a camp, you know, far away from home and they don't get to see their friends anymore. Right. Um, but Hey, that's okay. Cause you get to meet new friends or you get to make new memories, uh, lifelong memories, right. That you just, you know, didn't think about. Right. So I think that um, Goofy Movie is a really good example um, of that summary vibe, you know. Um, also having that, you know, special, like, father-son bonding, I think, is really um, big on it, too. Although that's not really, like, a summer thing, but, like, I think it still adds to it really nicely. Um, so, yeah, I think Goofy Movie is a really good example of a summer movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't think about that one, but yeah, that's definitely a very big summer movie. Like it, not only the fact that it does take place during summer, but it touches upon an idea we haven't touched upon yet, and that's the road trip. The road trip is totally a summer idea because how many kids have sat there, you know, and kids, and even to an extent, teens and adults sitting there going to themselves, you know what? I'm gonna enjoy this summer. It's gonna be relaxed. Gonna be, you know, it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna love it. And then something comes up. And for a lot of kids and families, it's a road trip that they didn't know was coming. And it completely changes the way they are going to perceive their summer. And it takes up a lot of time. But you find you tend to make the most distinctive memories during that time because it's you're isolated to this one thing, right? You're not in your comfort zone. You're out there exploring. And, uh, yeah, I think Goofy Movie is a great example of that where it, yeah, it does touch upon kind of a more 90s idea of that. But, like, it definitely feels like a 90s summer movie like in terms of like how the characters you know how these two characters his father and the son they're trying to interact on a bond over the summer 
with the inevitable leaving coming soon, you know, the inevitable him moving away. And that's totally a summer thing. And a lot of road trips kind of embody that idea of trying to bond before, you know, before you move, you move away or before something changes, you know, uh, a great road trip movie that kind of represents that in my opinion, uh, very convenient uh, segue is the movie Little Miss Sunshine. Really great movie. Also takes place during the summer. Uh, this one is about a road trip. It's about a family. It's not necessarily a summer trip. They're going out because their daughter has got chosen for this like beauty pageant. So the entire family's heading out there. And it's like cross country in this little van. Um, and like, yeah, it, it totally, if you're thinking of a quintessential summer movie, it does that. It's about, you know, this big family who don't necessarily have a lot connecting them at the moment. Like, they're all kind of having this rough point in their lives. There are a lot of very distinct characters. They're all on this kind of, like, road trip that nobody really wants to go on. Uh, And they're, you know, seeing the sights and, you know, bonding. Like, that's about the movie, or that's what the movie's about, essentially. People trying to, these people who've been kind of so distant and very, like, even though they're family, they've been very distant. They've gone through a lot recently. Remembering what unifies them, you know, like finding the parts of themselves and one another that they truly connected with. And like, it's a really well done movie. And like for summer, the summer vibe, that's definitely it. Like it's a road trip. It's about these people, you know, finding out that this, this is, uh, this experience is going to mean a lot more to them than they thought it would. Like it's definitely, it definitely represents that road trip kind of idea. And though I think it's a little, it is, it is an uplifting movie, but it also does have some kind of depressing moments. I think maybe it's not hundred percent summary, but at the same time, like, you know, there's gotta be some low moments breaking to high moments. And I think like, honestly, it's a really great example of what makes, what, you know, what parts of the summer that I feel like are biggest for a lot of people, you know, mm. represents that kind of, you know, big events that, changed your life despite the fact you did not think it would do that you know it's really great movie um check it out if you haven't um it's it's a very unique film and uh though i will admit it's does get pretty predictable i think as a film itself like it's one of those ones you got to see to know other movies that touch upon that same vibe you know uh it opens your eyes to a lot more of that kind of film uh really good though um and it's got a great cast but yeah, I mean, that's, in my opinion, another great road trip movie. Uh, David, I'm going to bounce that question back off to you. What's another movie, summer movie that you vibe with? Sure, sure. Uh, I would like to talk about a movie that um, kind of changed the pace that doesn't take place during summer that I think represents nice. the vibe nicely. Um, sure. That movie is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> I was thinking about including this one. Uh, in fact, it's kind of the opposite of summer because it takes place during school. Yeah, exactly. Like, for sure. But yeah, absolutely. I almost considered, I almost put this one on the list as well. But go yeah. for it, Dave. Um, yeah, like I kind of mentioned, this movie actually takes place during school. So um, it's kind of weird how, like, what? This movie actually, like, represents summer during school. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't seen it, hear me out. So just by the name, it's called Ferris Bill's Day Off. So, like, obviously, he's taking a day off from something, right? Yeah, um, right. There's the, the break vibes already there. Right, right. Um, and if you don't know what it's about, it's about this guy named Ferris Bueller, um, who just one day wakes up and is like, you know what? It's like his senior senior year of high school. He wakes up one day. He's like, you know what? I don't want to go to school today. 
So, you know, he gets his best friend and his girlfriend to go around Chicago with him and have an awesome day um, is, is basically the whole premise of the movie. Um, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's really funny. Um, and I think it encapsulates summer quite nicely. Um, it's just about these free-spirited teens, you know, uh, you know, living their best life, you know, traveling around Chicago, um, making the most of the day, you know, being spontaneous. You know, I think that's a big part of summer is uh, being oh, yeah. and being up for whatever, you know. It's like spontaneous trip to Chicago. Let's do it. Exactly. Let's do it. Um, and I think I think that I think this not I think this movie uh, does a really good job at doing that. Um, uh, Connor, what do you think? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, first of all, it's in the name, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Like, it's the day off, you know, and it represents break. So that kind of can connect it, despite the fact that it doesn't really necessarily take place during the summer. Uh, it represents kind of the mentality. Uh, like you had said, like it's it's kind of like a spontaneous, free form, like anything can happen kind of feeling, you know, and that is totally summer, like to a lot of people, kind of like the opposite of what happened with the road trip thing, where a lot of that spontane- uh, spontaneity is taken away with uh, with this film. It's very like this is what it represents. And to a lot of people, that is what summer represents the idea that, like, you know, I have this three month block where I can do whatever I want, however I want to do it. And that totally is a summer thing. And for a lot of people, it's very distinctive and very summer-y. So, yeah, this is totally a summer vibe movie because it feels like what people represent during summer and what they feel they want their summer to be. And it's a ton of fun, too. Like, just like a really fun summer spontaneous trip, like, it's a ton of fun. And it feels like it feels very genuine and it feels very John Hughes always did that. Whereas movies felt very genuine into a look at people. And this one was a great one. Uh, definitely represents summer. Great call. Um, any last thoughts you want to throw on that, Dave? Uh, no, you're not. Gotcha. All right. I'll bounce up with another one. Uh, another one that doesn't necessarily take place during summer, but definitely represents, actually, we don't, I don't know when this movie takes place, uh, but, it doesn't necessarily, it's not about summer, but it definitely gives off summer vibes. That is Lilo and Stitch. Um, it takes place in Hawaii, which is kind of a, a steal, but uh, it totally gives off a summer vibe because one thing that summer represents to a lot of people is the bonds you make with people, right? Like with your friends, with the people you spend time with, that bond is extremely important. And it represents a lot of what summer, what makes summer so great because unlike a lot of other seasons, you get essentially, especially for kids, you get essentially three months where you can do whatever you want with whoever you want, right? And with Lilo and Stitch, it represents that, but I guess kind of mixed with kind of like a pet, but Stitch is always such a human and animated character that like, it, it definitely represents a friend. Like, when you, you get, first of all, like Hawaii, like that is a very summery vibe. Like that instantly gives it points. Because you've got the beaches, you've got the, you know, the palm trees, you've got a lot of surfing, you've got a lot of water, which already represents summer. But even going beyond that, just, you know, seeing Leland Stitch spend time together and starting to kind of like connect, especially when you've seen throughout the movie, in the very beginning of the movie, where you see their family is going through a rough patch. And you see that like, 
things aren't necessarily at their happiest. Uh, seeing this kind of like positive spirit to it, seeing like the, the montages of them having fun and, you know, getting to, you know, seeing progress and seeing happiness again from a family that hadn't been happy that long. Like, yeah, that is totally a, that totally gives me that summer vibe. Like summer, summer representing that like people, you know, the bonds you make with one another are what's going to carry you through rough patches. And I think that's, that's honestly very summery. And despite the fact that it's just a really friggin' awesome movie, like it totally, or it totally represents that to me uh, as a great, like buddy movie, a great, you know, uh, child and their dog movie, like both of that works, but ultimately a great like movie about friends and about what that represents to people. And honestly, really solid movie. Really love it. And it's really funny and it's really sweet. Um, yeah, David, what do you, what do you think? I, I totally agree. Leland Stitch is a really great movie and I think it, um, doesn't encapsulate kind of like that, uh, the relationship between two people, um, kind of between like, you know, a uh, child and dog and, uh, how the relationship kind of grows um, and develops. And yeah, Hawaii kind of just itself, you know, has a very laid back and summery kind of vibe to it, like, you know, all year round, you know. Um, and I, I think, I, I'm pretty sure they don't suggest take place during summer, right? It it may, because they don't see her, you don't see her go to school. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, she does go to that, like, she does, you do like that, uh, that like dancing thing at the very beginning which I guess could be some sort of extracurricular thing. I don't know. I always uh, thought of it as, like, said, a, she just kind of did it because, like, something to do during the summer. But I don't know. Yeah, I get you. It it doesn't not scream much summer. Like, it could be summer. I don't know for sure, but... Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Uh, um, what's, another, what's another film in your eyes that you represent um, Oh, um, so we could both talk about this one. Um, Moonrise Kingdom. <laughs> because we didn't talk about it enough the last time. I know. We, we don't have uh, to yeah, go no. into that much detail as we did, like, in the last episode, but, like, I kind of want to talk about it as a summer movie. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I mean, we didn't talk about how it represents a summer movie, so absolutely. Go for right. it. Um, so, if you didn't hear us talk about Moonrise Kingdom enough in the last episode, um, <clears throat> Moonrise Kingdom, you know, it, it's it's about, you know, the, the, two, the two main characters uh, running off into the woods together. Um... And it really just represents that, like that youthful uh, kind of passion and and love and young love and um, how like I feel like summer is like a really good time or like it 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 it, it happens to be a time where like young love kinds kind of, kind of flourishes, you know, like it's kind of mm-hmm. like a a reoccurring thing that happens, you know, it's like you know, like summer loving, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and summer flings, you never heard of those? Yeah, summer flings, right? Um, I, I think that this movie does represent it quite quite nicely <clears throat> um, in that case. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think this movie, I mean, not only with that, but like it's a phenomenal movie all around. Um, directed by Wes Anderson. Um, Connor, do you have anything to say? I'm sorry, I'm in the granola bar. <laughs> sorry. I was hoping you'd talk longer. <laughs> um, damn. There's, like, so many people right now are like, hold up. I did not ask for ASMR. What's this? Um, anyways, Moonrise Kingdom, phenomenal. Um, yeah, as a summer movie, it 
and you, as you mentioned, that kind of like summer fling kind of vibe. That is totally a summer thing. Like Moonrise Kingdom does take place during the summer. Like that's for sure. I looked it up, and it does represent that. Like two kids kind of thinking, going out on their own, and truly, you know, being their own, you know, their own uh, parents and doing whatever they want to do. Like that is totally a summer vacation vibe, and. As a film, I think it does a really great job of not only acknowledging the perks of that, but also kind of the dangers of that and how these two kids kind of take so much, so they feel they're so mature that like nothing can stop them. And then obviously when something does end up inevitably stopping them, it kind of like brings them back to reality, makes them realize that like, you know, summer, I guess, ends, you know, not necessarily ending uh, physically, like ending uh, literally, but kind of ends in their eyes, you know. And I think that whole, you know, summer fling, like, now is the time. Let's live our life up because right now is the time, you know? That's, like, a totally summer thing. And there are plenty of movies uh, that also do that. I think Moonrise Kingdom did a phenomenal job of, like, taking it from a very, you know, youthful perspective. So it got to use a lot of the, you know, growing up motifs and vibes that come with those and combine them with that summer love and kind of, you know, now is the time, you know, we've only got now kind of vibe. Um, so it's got really good stuff going for it. And it's a phenomenal film, one of my favorites for sure. Um, it's easy, easy watch. And I, I could watch it anytime. I have it, I actually brought it with me um, to college. So that's exciting. Um, at least for now. I, I'm kind of doing a system where I'll bring some movies. I'll bring some. And then uh, when I go back down to my you know actual home, I'll swap them out and bring more down. Or bring different ones down. Point is, it's here right now. Um, but yeah, it's a really great film. And yeah, like David said, it's a great one for embodying like a summer uh, relationship that kind of doesn't have a true endpoint. Like you're not thinking about the end, you're thinking about the now, you know? Right, right. In the moment kind of thing. Right. Spontaneity, like talk about with Ferris Bueller. Right. Um, another movie about spontaneity, in terms, and especially with love. Uh, which I've talked about before on the podcast. Of course I have. It's phenomenal. Uh, before Sunrise. Uh, before Sunrise take place during, it takes place during summer. I know that because they say we'll meet up again in six months. And that they say six months is December. So it is summer. I'm using my big brain for that. Um, but uh, Before Sunrise is fantastic. Uh, just one of the most authentic romances you're going to find out there. But... As a summer movie, absolutely. It 100% works. It's on the more mature side in terms of of, of, uh, fam- of summer movies. But it's two young people, like they're, they're in their early 20s, essentially, you know, taking this moment, uh, taking this break from their, from their true lives, you know, like what's been going on in their life and truly connecting with one another in really authentic and really realistic ways. Like you're seeing a lot of, these youthful ideas that aren't necessarily represented because of life, you know, like life getting in the way and you get to see them kind of blossom these ideas of what the world could be and like what the world is and like how they live their lives and the the relationships they made in their lives. They talk about that in such depth because like that is what summer is. It's that freedom to be able to embrace that. And I think it does a phenomenal job with that. And as kind of a movie that gives you that feeling of summer, I mean, yeah, like there's a lot of sunrise and you know sunsets in this movie and like lots of pretty shots that kind of just you know scream a time out in fact the movie just being about them 
about two people wandering around a town does feel kind of summery. Because, like, imagine, you knew, like we mentioned with Ferris Bueller, that spontaneous trip out to go to Chicago or something. Like, it's just a spontaneous trip of wandering, wandering about, seeing where the day takes you. Like, that is 100% a summary thing. Like, it, maybe it's not as explicit here because, you know, they're not really on summer break, I guess. It just happens to take place during summer. But it does represent that really well. And as a movie about, you know, people connecting over this time period, it does really well align with the stuff we've been talking about. So, yeah, summer movie for sure. Um, it's really sweet. It's really genuine. It is one of the most, like, one of the most passionately written films out there without ever being super, you know, there's no, there are no gimmicks here. It's very, very upfrontly original. And I love it. It's a phenomenal movie. Um, what do you think, Dave? What's up? Is there any, what's another film you want to talk about for summer? Um, another summer-y movie I want to talk about, um, is, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a movie that's like, that, that shows a different side of, uh, summer movies. Um... Think. Um, is there like one that's on your mind that you're trying to remember what it is like is, is there something that is there a movie out there that like do you, are you are you visualizing one right now and like you just can't name it or not really it's it's like i i have movie ideas that i could talk about i just want to talk about like a movie that isn't that it's because different. i feel like we we covered that quite nicely sure um um maybe one that could be kind of interesting uh, that I could post to you if you want to talk about is Superbad. Because oh, Superbad sure. is not necessarily a quintessential, or not a stereotypical summer movie. Because, yeah, it does cover some, you know, ideas of what summer really represents. But it's also not necessarily as wholesome. <laughs> right, uh, right, right, Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, for sure. I can talk about Superbad. Um, yeah, I think Superbad totally is, like, your, like, summer movie, right? Um, it... It has. It's about like these two boys who are trying to um, make the most out of their summer before they head off to college, right? They um, they're, they're looking to get some action um, from from girls before they head off to college and stuff like that. Um, and I and I totally think that is a is a like a genuine like summer thing. Like like right before you head off to college, you know, you want to. Um, kind of like a bucket list, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that when you get to college, you know, you become prepared, you know, you're not like a complete loser, you know, who has never done anything before, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think I think this movie really encapsulated it well, you know. Like, you don't necessarily have to be, you know, going into college that next year, you know, to feel this way. Like, I think that, like, going into your sophomore or junior year, you could still feel this way, you know, it's like, dang, before I go into my senior year of high school or junior year of high school, the stuff I'd want to do, you know, um, before it's all too late, right? So I think having kind of like that bucket list uh, kind of mentality, like things that you can only really do during the summer or at least like things where you have a better chance of getting it done uh, during the summer is definitely like a, a big summer thing. Like it's something that I've felt, you know, it's like you know, before the summer ends, I want to do this, this, and this, um, because, you know, I think this is the best time to do it, right? So having kind of like a summer bucket list vibe and 
um, you know, living your best life with your friends, I think, is a huge, huge summary thing. Um, and I think uh, Sir Brad does a really good job of encapsulating it. Yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, I think, like, as a, as a movie, like, Superbad is not necessarily a, I wouldn't necessarily, wouldn't necessarily call it a summer movie right off the bat, though it does take place, like, at the end of school year. Um, that being said, like, the whole, you know, it definitely has these themes of friendship and, like, you know, the kind of people that you have in your life before you go to college and then after, and, like, does that connection go away or does it kind of stay? That's a, that's a summer thing for sure. Um, and while I don't think, uh, I don't think it's necessarily a master at it because it is a, it is a comedy first and foremost, but I think it does definitely represent that. And I, I do find that that message is pretty unique because the more I think about it, the more I think about Superbad, the more I realize that those last couple of scenes aren't necessarily the most common thing out there. Like you're not seeing a lot of movies that would openly kind of address such a serious topic at the end of a comedy and make it work, you know? So yeah, I, I kind of begrudgingly admit that like it does represent more than I give it credit for, uh, though it is still a comedy first and foremost. Uh, I enjoy it, but obviously like, I don't know, I get you. Um, it's an interesting one for sure. Um, another one that I feel like we haven't touched upon yet, though, is definitely like obviously kind of a summer movie, uh, Palm Springs. Uh, like Palm Springs is totally like it definitely feels like summer for sure. It takes place during the summer. It takes place in, you know, Palm Springs, California. So, you know, palm trees, you know, like lots of pools, a lot of that, like that's totally Palm Springs. And as it's plot kind of, if you think about it as like a metaphor does kind of represent summer, like the, uh, the plot, you know, about reliving the same day over and over again and, you know, living life to the fullest because you have no, like there's no end in sight. Like, even if it's, you know, not all the time happy because, you know, it's does, it does kind of dissect that topic. But yeah, like reliving the same day of summer over and over again does kind of feel like a, some, a really low-key and not that amazing summer, you know? Not that, or not amazing, not that noteworthy. So I think Palm Springs is almost kind of, it, it's a, obviously it's a fun movie, but it also kind of works as like a, as like a representation of like summer to people who kind of don't, like it's actually almost to kind of adults where summer kind of lost its, you know, oomph because of, you know, being a child, you know, it was so big. And then now you're growing up, it's almost like you're reliving the same day over and over again. And it's only fun to a point. And then you kind of like lose that. And that's, that's a huge part of the movie. Like, you know, realizing that, yeah, like I'm reliving the same day over and over again, but like, what's the point, you know? Uh, so it's a really fun movie. Like I think they did a great job of that writing wise, like a lot, a lot better than it needed to be. And um, I think like, uh, I think as a, as a film itself, I think it does a great job of, you know, being and meaning more than just as a comedy. I think there's a lot of great uh, one-to-one moments about people and about summer. Uh, so yeah, if, if you're looking for a summer movie, this and one that's not just about kids on summer break it's definitely a great one like it it's really funny um Dave what do you think you've seen it too yeah I totally agree um I think that uh Palm Springs Palm Springs Palm Springs <laughs> does a really good job of encapsulating uh that summery kind of vibe to it you know it's about these two uh 
I guess these two individuals who I guess uh, you could call them you could call them outsiders. I guess they're they're not really fitting in at the party. I suppose right. But yeah, wedding. kind of two outsiders, um, who almost seem like they they've seen it all. You know, they they've done it all, right? Um, and they're kind of just vibing with it. You know, it's like, and you can almost think of it as like like a young person, um, like. A young person who's not like super young, but like they're not old yet either. You know, like they feel yeah, like right. they they feel adult. like they've been around the block a few times. So they know what's up. Kind of, kind of age, you know. Um, and I feel like that's kind of how the movie portrays itself as like there's two people, you know, who've who've been around the block a couple times. They know what's up, but like in reality, there's still much like, like there's still so much to discover and and to learn and. Uh, love about life and they definitely do learn that about each other you know they learn um how to you know experience and, and live life you know and that there's there's more to discover about life even though you know you feel like you've you've learned it all but in reality you're not even close right mm-hmm. and this movie definitely does uh show that and i think it's a phenomenal film and does represent that summer vibe Quite nicely. Oh yeah, well yeah. Uh, David, do you got like one or two more? Uh, I got one more for you. Okay, and I have one that I think I can bring up that we can both talk about. That I okay. think you're, I think you're missing, but I feel like you're totally gonna get what I'm saying when you want to say it. But go with yours first. Any twenty? I'm kidding. Um, what? Wait, what? Okay. Any twenty fourteen? <laughs> Yo, Annie 2014, though. I no, mean, I know. kids having fun that the summer's all about. Right, right, right. Um, no, but the movie I was going to talk about is uh, Call Me By Your Name. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, then I've got two. <laughs> then I've got two that I need to bring up to you. But go ahead. Uh, so <clears throat> I think Call Me By Your Name is um, a really good, um, like, summery movie. Like, one, it does take place during summer. Um, but two, um, I think similar to past movies we talked about, about kind of like that, um, kind of like Moonrise Kingdom with kind of like that, um, that summer fling kind of <clears throat> love to it, you know, um, it's like these two, uh, individuals who, you know, who never before meet up and they kind of, um, spend, you know, the summer together. And then when the summer ends, you know. They go their separate ways, but like with the, with their own lives, you know, it's almost like summer is is a dream, in a way, you know, that that summery dream kind of thing where it's like once the fall hits, once once reality sets in, you know, summer feels like a dream. It's like did that even happen? You know, I yeah. feel like this movie really does encapsulate the kind of um, the dream of of summer. You know, it's like you have all these 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 good times and good experiences it's like was that even real to begin with kind of thing right um yep. and i think this movie does a really good job of uh showing that quite nicely um also with the cinematography and just how it shows the beautiful like italy uh countryside landscapes i i think it does a really good job of showing that and the the growth of their relationship and how you know they wanted it to last but they they knew that that it just, it just wasn't possible, you know, um, and I think that's kind of how summer is, you know. It's like 
it's limited. It's not going to last forever. Um, reality is going to set in eventually, uh, kind of thing. And I think Call Me By Your Name does a really good job of showing something. Yeah, I get you. I mean, I haven't seen it yet, but I do get that for sure. I like what you said about it being a dream. I think that's a, that's totally a summer thing, especially when you get into more fantastical summer movies. Uh, like it feels like everyone's ideal summer. It's like a it's like a viewer's kind of putting themselves in the in the main uh, main character's footsteps kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I will bring up two more movies. Uh, I'll bring talk about them both in the same uh the same time because I feel like they both kind of touch upon similar ideas. Uh, both of them animated because you know that I guess it's a good uh, good indicator of summer I suppose. Uh, one of them more explicit, one of them, uh, one of them more explicitly summer, and one of them not. And that is you know Luca, which <laughs> makes the most sense to bring up because it is totally summer. Uh, they advertise the hell out of that. And then uh, My Neighbor Totoro of all movies. Uh, both these movies I feel like are definitely capture an idea of summer, and that's kind of the lack of structure to it. I think similarly it's spontaneity. I think both these movies don't have an extremely structured plot. It's a lot of it is just characters kind of living. And especially specifically kind of kids in a fantastical world kind of living. And there's this kind of twist on reality that is thrown into it to kind of give it more of a fantastical edge, but ultimately still represents like a summer in a way. Though Totoro is, does take place during school, so that is not necessarily summer. But that being said, I'll talk a little bit about Totoro because that's a little bit, I need to explain that one a bit more. Um, that one, just, the movie is you know, about a family moving to a new house, and already that's un, you know, an, an unstructured kind of you know, diff, you know, mystery to it. That's a lot, a lot of summer is. When you start summer, you don't know what to expect, and already that movie kicks off with the, with the characters moving, so Totoro automatically kind of has that going for it, where this, you know, this mystery of what's life going to be like. And secondly, uh, the kids are doing a lot of, or specifically the little sister who's not in school, is doing a lot of this kind of self-led exploration. She's kind of living, you know? She finds the little, the little Totoro guys, chases them off into the woods, finds the big one, you know? It's literally childhood exploration. And that is totally a summary thing. And I think throughout the movie, it definitely kind of, you start to see the weight of the story more, and it kind of slows down being more summer feeling. At the same time, though, a lot of, I could see a lot of people connecting with this as a summer movie because it feels so unstructured. Because uh, ultimately, what, what, one of the biggest feels about summer is you don't have to worry about the upcoming deadline, right? Like, you don't have to worry about work. You don't have to worry about making it to school, you know? And so that's kind of a big thing with you know with for kids in summer is having no boundaries and with uh with Totoro, with Totoro that totally works and with Luca it's even more obvious because that one totally takes place during summer that being said it's still both these films still encapsulate that really well and they're really fun and they're really cute and like I think as movies if you're looking for summer movies that kind of give off that feeling of anything's possible those two are phenomenal choices for that. Both really great movies. Uh, Luke has been growing on me a lot, actually. Um, it's been funny. I watched it again uh, on the way to Florida, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is growing on me. Uh, I still don't love it, but I, I think it's really, really good. Um, yeah, what do you think? Because you've seen both of those. What, what do you, uh, what's your, what's your say? Yeah, um, I, I totally agree with everything you just said. Like, I think My Neighbor Totoro, I recently uh, rewatched it 
Uh, yeah, I was I was hoping you'd bring it up because you rewatched it. I was like, maybe. Yeah, like, you might might bring it up. I kind of forgot I watched it. Um, uh, like yeah. Um, so I really liked the movie. It was it was it was like I like I mentioned. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, and I think it it does a really nice job of encapsulating summer. You know, um, kind of like that free spirited kind of vibe. You know, like upon watching this movie, I was like, you know, this movie is very simple there's a very simple premise to it it doesn't really have like a very complex story um like it 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 gets what it needs and that that's it you know like it shows you um you know these two girls you know traveling around with Toto going on adventures uh free-spirited you know um you know like doing whatever you know it's like there there is no complex storyline there is no uh, you know, there's not very much like character development. It, it's really just you know living life and um, you know enjoying what's what's going on around you. You know, um, and I think that's awesome. You know, it's just it's just a fun movie to watch uh, and enjoy and you know live life to. You know, it's one of those movies, right? Um, I think that's excellent. It's an excellent film, and I also think Luca also encapsulates kind of that. Uh, free spirit and and letting go and enjoying summer for what it is kind of thing. Um, I I watched it a while ago um, for the for the first time, and you know it definitely is like that. It definitely has like that Disney kind of feel, where like um, you know, shows the relationship with two characters and how they grow and um, you know the the ultimate ending right to it all. Um, but yeah, I think it definitely is a excellent summer movie. I think both of them do a really good job of encapsulating like what summer really is. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. So I mean, overall, man, like summer. You know, it's yeah. funny because technically this is my last day of summer today because school classes classes technically start tomorrow. But uh, yeah, I mean, summer is kind of just a, it's a really interesting time, and I think in film is always that's that's a very distinctive thing in film, like. We rec- like a lot of you know directors recognize how important the time that is for people growing up and coming of age movies too like they totally touch upon that and i think uh i think that's a huge reason why like summer holds a place in the heart for a lot of people is because so many movies have you know connected with you and recognize and helped you recognize how important that was you know uh and there's a lot of interesting things that you know happen during summer that you know come up in film and you know you connect with that so there's a lot of interesting things that go on. And I think uh, I think there's a lot more to say about summer stuff that we just aren't prepared for because, like, we don't have every... So I haven't seen every single summer thing. So we haven't seen every single summer movie. We haven't had every single summer experience. So, like, honestly, I feel like it's a topic that if you're interested, I think you should look into. Like, find movies yourself that really do scream summer for you. Find stuff that reminds you of experiences you've had in your summer. And then you know, those could become classics to you and only you, you know, like th- that will be truly your films. And that's always exciting. That's in that what b- watching movies is all about, you know? What? Deep. Uh, anyways, I think it's time to hop in some suggestions. What do you think, Dave? I agree. I agree. All right. Uh, how many you got? It's been two weeks, so. I know, I know. Um, I would say that I have two suggestions. Yeah, yeah, 
good to good to know with the extended deadline, the trend will still stay. You will still always be one behind. Yeah. yeah. I'll be nice and I'll only do two. Uh, just to be nice to you. But just this once. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, so David, spill the beans. What have you been doing the past two weeks? Oh, also, real quick before you begin. What's uh, If you listen to this episode the day after it comes out. So uh, if you listen to this episode, you know, uh, tomorrow for us right now. But if you're on Monday, if you're anybody who's listening to it right now, uh, you'd be listening to it on David's birthday. Yes. So that's exciting. David's birthday's tomorrow. So that's I had crazy. Birthday. I forgot. <laughs> of course <laughs> you did. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, happy birthday, David. Um, well, you'll early, probably though. like, we'll probably call my birthday soon. Yeah, I know. I will. But I'll try. Uh, I do have classes that day. But right. um, yeah, I will. I will try. And uh, yeah, happy birthday, man. Happy free early birthday. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and you know, all you people listening to it on Monday or the day after the episode come, comes out, wish them a birthday. Anyways, David, you can get into your suggestions now. That's my birthday gift to you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, um, so my first suggestion is a show that I've been watching. Um, I don't know why I started watching it. I just like watched the first episode and then I just kept watching it and I haven't stopped. Um, That's how TV shows usually go. Right, is uh, how I met your mother. Yo, um, you I've gotta been, be trying to figure I've, out how I met your mother. I am, I am already on season two of this series, um, and I started it earlier this week. Um, I I really like this show. It's it's really funny, and it's and it's it's a really good time. Um, it's it's you know obviously by the name it's about uh, the story of how this guy named Ted Mosby. I was telling his kids, you know, in the first episode, he's like, kids, I think it's time I tell you the story of how I met your mother, you know? Um, and the movie, uh, the movie, the show uh, mostly takes place, you know, in the flashback, you know, um, back in 2005, you know, um, and it has uh, Neil Patrick Harris in it. Neil uh, Patrick Harris pretending he's straight. <laughs> he's straight. Like, he is such a straight character. In this show, and it's so weird. Um, there, like dramatic irony, like oh man, if only they knew. Right, exactly, exactly. Um, but anyways, yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 about you know it's like I like I said it's about uh, it, it, it's about how they met their mother, right? But like the this the series is nine seasons long, so a lot happens, a lot changes. I'm only in season two. Um, the the show is, it's kind of hard to say because it has like a mix of being like kind of a linear series, but at the same time it has like kind of episodic feels where like I think that you could watch like an episode from season seven and still get enjoyment out of it. Um, but if you're going to watch the series, probably watch it in order because there are right. some things. Usually you watch stuff in order. <laughs> Right, Usually you there, just watch them around. It's like a good idea. Right, right. You, yeah, there are some things that carry over um, from, you know, one episode to the next. So I highly recommend uh, checking out the show. It's really, really good. Hi, I Met Your Mother. It's on Hulu. All nine seasons. Check it out. Um, <clears throat> so for my second suggestion, is that I watched last night. Never got around to marking the letterbox, but I really Stop. enjoyed it. Um, is Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, nice. Glad you got to that. Um, it's a really good movie. 
Um, it's really weird, but it's, <laughs> yes, that's, that's exactly what I said the first time. I'm like, wow, that was weird. Yeah, it's weird, but it's also like really fun, you know. Um, it's like it's about this girl who ends up like being this guy named Howl. He's like a wizard guy, a wizard like Birdman guy. Um, <laughs> wizard, wizard, Birdman guy. Yeah, and um, yo, my favorite kind of people are wizard, Birdman men. Exactly right, um, and they end up like. I don't know, going on adventures together? It's kind of hard to tell. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's like, with this and, like, Totoro, both of these movies, they don't really, like... They have a story, but, like, at the same time, they don't. I don't know. Yep, because, like, Ghibli, what they love to do, Ghibli has this vibe of, like, they, they're telling a story through a world right like your the story is not super like like super narrative focused because like what you're getting is this unique experience where like every every character every you know set piece everything's like living and breathing and like it's always like so engrossed in its own little world that like the the narrative kind of doesn't need to be there like yeah stuff needs to happen but ultimately like with, with Totoro and Kiki's Delivery Service and Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle, all these movies have, like, a story there. But, like, ultimately, it's more about the experience than the story, right? Right. And, like, with, yeah, Howl's Moving Castle is a great example of that in terms of just being so bizarre. But, like, you're following it and you're, you're comprehending the story, but it's just not narrative-focused. Like the movie would much rather spend time, you know, seeing these characters interacting in this weird environment rather than, you know, go into depth about what is happening within the story, you know, and like what pieces are being put into place, you know, uh, which is, you know, that's, that's totally Ghibli's thing. Like they, they're masters at it, but right. go ahead. Right, yeah, I totally agree. It's like, it doesn't have a very like narrative kind of story you know it's these characters like existing in this world um and it, it was just really weird to watch you know it was like so there's a lot of metaphors in it uh if you ever can find a video analyzing it i'm sure it'll tell you all the metaphors and stuff yeah, I don't know yeah. um but yeah i i think this movie does a really good job of kind of showing character development uh especially with sophie and howell um and how you know, you watch their relationship kind of grow and develop. Their uh, romance? With a question mark? Yeah, right. Um, like, I, I think that this movie, uh, yeah, this movie, um, could, you in a way, be a summer movie, right? Oh, look at you, connecting it to the topic of the episode. Right. Like, I, I didn't want to mention it, only because I'm going to mention it during the suggestions. But yeah, I think it definitely could be a summer tech movie. Um, anyways, I highly recommend checking it out. Really, really good. Uh, it's on HBO Max, or if you can find it anywhere else, watch it there. I don't know. It's good. Connor, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, great movie. Um, all right. So I've got two for you. Actually, technically, technically it's four, but it's one movie and three that are a trilogy uh, that I had to talk about. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of movies. The, the first one I want to talk about was one I watched pretty recently, and I watched it while I was here at school. And holy crap, is it an interesting-ass movie. Um, I actually watched a lot of movies while I was here. Um, but the one I really want to talk about, uh, first and foremost, is a movie called Videodrome. 
Uh, it came out in 1983. Uh, it's directed by the guy who directed The Fly. His name is David Cronenberg. Uh, so it's a weird movie. Uh, essentially, the plot is this, this, uh, this guy runs a television uh, channel. It's exclusively porn. Like, it's all porn. And he's kind of getting bored of it. He's like, I need to find something more interesting. And he ends up finding this, like, channel. Like, he find, like it's just it is random video feed from a mysterious place. And all it is is just straight-up torture. Like, people just being tortured, and that's it. And it's on 24-7, and it's super realistic and weird. And he falls in love with it. He's like, holy crap, this is what we're missing. It's intense. It's weird. You can't look away. Like, this is what the world needs. And the movie kind of un- starts to unravel a bit as it becomes kind of this, like, maddening kind of dip into insanity about, like, what, what, like, this channel is doing to the world. And it is weird. Oh, it is. Oh, if, if you watch The Fly, like, it's, he is, Cronenberg's the kind of director who doesn't hold anything back. He does full-on weird stuff. He does gross stuff. He will not hold back in terms of weird things. And in terms of plot, I think this one is this one's definitely harder to follow than The Fly because The Fly is pretty pretty simple. With Videodrome, you're getting a lot of stuff happening and a lot of it's metaphorical and it's hard to follow sometimes. That being said, it is so brilliantly made. It is so fascinating. Uh, I loved pretty much every minute of it. It can get really tough to watch. Because uh, it can get really gross and it can get really like kind of, it can just make your skin crawl. But it's really well done. And I love the metaphors. I love the story. Like the lore behind it's really fascinating. Uh, I, the visual effects are phenomenal. Like it's 1983 and the, the practical effects here are beating out most movies that have come out in the past 20 years. It looks unbelievably really good. Uh, and, like, there's just so much here to dig into. Like, I would love a video essay about it. I could totally try and make one on this movie, though I won't because I don't have that time. But it's a fascinating movie, and it's really well done. And if you're looking for something that will challenge you and, like, it might be kind of tough to watch, but it's a really awesome to think about, go for it. Videodrome is fantastic. Uh, to check it out, it's a little tough to do. Uh, I don't really know where you can find it. It's been on YouTube several times. So if you do, if you could try to look it up there, but if it's not there, just keep an eye out for it. Really fantastic movie. Highly recommend. Uh, and then the next three I want to talk about, I'm going to bunch them all into a package because it's a trilogy, is the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I finally got to them. I finally watched all three of them. It took me way too long, but the I got to watch pretty good. Three. I agree. <laughs> David didn't watch the whole thing, but he will. I will make him. I, I watched uh, a good portion of the first. Yes, and then he gave up. But for, for reasons you won't go into. The point is, uh, Board of the Rings is unbelievably good. Like, it's an adventure on a, le- on a level that no other movie's done before. Like, it's huge, it's insane, and it has a lot going on. Each movie is almost three, is th- around three hours long. So, like, a lot of stuff happens in these movies. That being said, it never feels that long because so much happens, and there's so much action, and there's so much grand so many grand scale moments it's so well done the first one i think is probably my favorite in terms of it has the most concise story like everything in that movie is needed uh two towers is the second one it kind of fumbles a little bit with a little too much going on like there's some stuff i wish was kind of cut uh but it's still really fun and helms deep the big battle at the end is incredibly well done 
And then, of course, uh, Return of the King, the finale, with its essentially two-hour-long action scene. Uh, it is phenomenal. And I love so many moments in this movie. I love Gollum as a character. I think they did phenomenally with him. The CGI is great. The first movie CGI is kind of iffy, but the second and third one really do nail the, nail the CGI. I love the lore. I love Frodo's battle with the ring. I love his relationship with Sam. Uh, I love, I just love their rapport. Uh, I loved the, uh, Aragon as a character. He was great. Uh, the action, of course, is phenomenal. I love the dialogue. I love the stuff that's ripped out of the book. I like the stuff they introduced. There's so much in this series that is just phenomenally done. I think, like, if you're looking for movies that kind of embody what it feels like to be a movie in the grandest and most, like, uh, dramatic sense, I think Lord of the Rings is some of the best stuff you can find there. It is so, so fun. And I loved it. To, I loved it to death. The saddest part about watching all these movies was that now I don't have more Lord of the Rings movies to look forward to. Uh, I really loved watching these movies. They were so much fun. All three hours of all of them. Uh, but yeah, they're great. Um, not perfect. I wouldn't say they're all masterpieces, but they're very close to it. Uh, yeah. Awesome. So that's all we've got, all the time we're going we're gonna to steal from you guys today. Thank you so much for watching. We're still on our every other week uh, schedule now, so don't expect an episode this coming weekend, but expect one next, the weekend after. Uh, we've still got plans. We're still exciting. You know, we, we got stuff going on. Uh, next episode, I believe, David will be in college as well, so that'll be exciting. That'll be our first episode of uh, me and him both being uh, collegiate. Uh, remember yep. to wish David happy birthday. Uh, check us out on Instagram. What's that smell? Underscore you thinking again for all things this in this podcast. David's gonna have to post, or I might have to go hunt him down. Uh, I say that every time, but this time I mean it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been Connor. This has been David, and you've been listening to the podcast that we title very confusingly, but ultimately pretty humorously. David, what's that smell? You thinking again?